all have to speak in like scholarly quotes. Okay. Fuck Frick Frick Sam. Whoa. Gotcha. Okay, like that that is so uncalled for. <laughs> Alright. So do you want me to introduce myself and Yeah. Okay. Um Hello, my name is Minna. Um and I've been interested in goth culture and um, just like being in the goth community since I was a teenager. Um, one of the, I remember one time when I was like about 15 or 16, my mother gave me like $50 and she was like, you gotta go clothes shopping. And then I came home and she was like, black, 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 is that all you wear? <laughs> and I was like, yeah. <laughs> What you should know me better by now, Mom. <laughs> like, what did you expect? <laughs> Not so, a friggin' phase, Mom. No, it's definitely no. She's she's uh she when she saw me going back into the goth community again, she was just like, Oh my goodness. She's like I she's like, I knew it would be a matter of time. Um I have a uh I'm like super into the witch side of the goth community in Brooklyn. Um, like I'm part of the Wiccan family temple. Uh, like I'm really heavily involved in the goth community on the more witch end of the spectrum. Um, and more so like, I, I try to connect with a lot of people of color um, because the issue that I find in Brooklyn especially is that there is definitely cliques um in the goth community uh even in the witchy side of things like i live in bushwick and a lot of the goths around here are you know they're they they're they're like the i don't want to overgeneralize or like say people aren't authentic because that's not what i'm trying to say but like they really much fit the stereotype of like millennial goths and really getting into like witchcraft because of harry potter and stuff like that i mean <laughs> which you know is a whole other yeah especially issue. in light of recent events oh, yeah. <laughs> oh yeah so i am of south asian descent but um there's like a lot of mystery a little bit about my family's like background and heritage and that's because there's a lot of racism, <laughs> like a lot of whitewashing that happened um, mm. because my dad is white passing um, and my mother is not, but my mother was very self-hating. So she was like, and she still is self-hating. Like she, you know, like none of my siblings listen to her. So <laughs> like, as her, we're all like, no, <laughs> like looking white is not, you know, that's, that's racist mom. <laughs> like we don't want to do that. Mm -hmm. um, but uh, in South Asian culture, it really is, is like, if you're darker skinned, um, there is a lot of colorism. Uh, when I went to Pakistan, uh, my family is like traditionally from Pakistan. Uh, they would basically call me, um, not racial slurs, but because I was the darker skinned one in the family with like um, curlier hair, darker eyebrows, more hair on the body. Like they would encourage me to bleach my skin 
Um, oh. Yeah, it's really common in um, in South Asia. It's very common. Um, the skin bleaching industry is really big over there. It's a billion dollar industry, I think, or a million dollar industry. I don't know the numbers, but like there's one when I was 10 years old, there was one that was called Archie that uh, Archie um, like that's the name of the brand Archie. And there was another one called like Fair and Lovely. And those were mm -hmm. like the two big brands in South Asia that was used for skin bleaching. So like I was, you know, there's a lot of internalized racism in my family. And because of that, I got like, I'm going to be one of those 23 and me people because I bought one and I'm like, I want to figure out what my mom is not telling me <laughs> about like the darker skinned people in our family. So we're, I'm just trying to figure out like what our background is, but I'm definitely not white. <laughs> that that's a that's a given. I yeah. Most people try to figure out where I'm from, which I think is always funny. But yeah, I was just gonna say like we we did talk about like the skin bleaching mm -hmm. in our makeup episode, ironically. Oh my god, yeah, yeah. Because if you oh sorry, I was just gonna say if you see any goth makeup tutorial, it always starts with have a nice white pale completely drained of, yeah. of blood complexion <laughs> it's, it's so sad that's so sad yeah and obviously that's an issue prevalent in all of society and a lot of people think that you know goth because it's a subculture it's like free from societal norms like that but really no it's not it's absolutely not it's kind of like almost sad too i mean i'm sure you guys have heard is since we're talking about makeup all of the controversy surrounding like jeffree star and how he <laughs> no but like it's like he 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 calls himself goth inspired and then he really released that palette called cremated and he's super like freaking racist that palette that came out during uh pandemic in during a, a pandemic yeah basically oh my god um it's i i worked for a cemetery that's another cool fact about me i worked for greenwood cemetery in brooklyn new york um i don't work there anymore um because of like personal issues and stuff but when i was working there um i did get a little bit of information about how overrun they are currently because of the amount of dead bodies like it, they're they're completely um like they i think i read an article where it said that it's so many bodies that they have to like process and stuff is like it's to the point where if like even the pandemic stopped right now magically stopped right now they'd still be like a month behind Jeez. and like processing all of these yeah burials yeah yeah i was a goth who worked at a cemetery too which was also interesting um but um that that's a story for another time <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. yeah we can talk about all your cemetery photo shoots for another episode uh, a, a more fun, lighthearted one. <laughs> <laughs> I never did anything um, disrespectful or anything like that. I'm, oh, disrespect. I mean, there's a lot of racists buried at 
Greenwood Cemetery too. So I really don't care about disrespecting them. Mm -hmm. um, so that's another thing, you know, like a lot of goths really, um, in the goth community too, they, they kind of like attach themselves to really racist figures mm -hmm. <laughs> and it's ridiculous. Like this, you know, I'm sure everyone knows who Tim Burton is and he is like a god oh my god i'm so sorry <laughs> no it's okay cosmo no <laughs> someone's knocking on the door next door and he got excited of course Aww. you did can we relax cosmo is such a boy oh he's so cute thank oh, you <laughs> i love dogs i'm sorry <laughs> okay right, no but um okay. yeah no um yeah, Tim Burton is like one example of that where he really has like no people of color in his movies. It's just kind of sad because it's like he's such a big aspect of like influencing goth culture. And I don't remember if he said this, but I think he said something along the lines of like he doesn't include people of color in his films or like anyone that's like darker skin because it doesn't fit with the aesthetic um it was more something along the lines of like it was unrealistic or seemed forced oh my is, god that's even worse yeah, yeah which is also hilarious <laughs> oh my god that's even worse it's like, i have my old notes i could actually pull up the exact quote now oh god yeah that'd be that. fun um, but, you know, he's all about celebrating the underdog in his movies and, you know, exploring the darker sides of life. And then it's like, eh, but we will talk about race. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's like a, it's kind of, that's really sad. Yeah. Um, especially because a lot of witches, too, are like women of color. Mm -hmm. And a lot of people take from um like people of color especially in the goth um community i mean like and it's not like there's people that are very respectful about it and there's people that are like you know they're like oh whatever i don't care if some of these practices are closed practices i still do what i want whatever you know yeah. or like the goths that wear dreads <laughs> Oh, that's yeah. also a big freaking thing which is so it's like come on guys stop like yeah, the whole thing that we're gonna discuss too yeah we oh, have a wow. whole section in the episode where we want to talk about cultural appropriation so we definitely want to talk about dreads and also something that i think could be made an entirely separate episode, but we can also mention here is appropriation in witch culture. And because yes. so much, so a lot of goths are also witches. You see are a lot also of, witches, yes. Yeah, you see a lot of crossover there. Like for example, one of the things that we said was all these people who don't know what onks symbolize wearing them, getting them tattooed on them when, yes, you know, it's, you need to at least know about it you know some cultures they're okay if you respect it 
and I'm not gonna say like that's all cultures, you know, some things are just closed, you should not touch. But some people are like, as long as you respect it and understand, that's fine. But some people aren't even doing that. Yeah, no, I mean, it's also a thing of like, I don't know, I'm one of those that is like, if I don't understand or know, or have been raised to accept a practice, like for instance, um, <laughs> I, I can't say that I know anything about, um, like, you know, Native American religious practices, right? Because I'm not Native American, but a lot mm -hmm. of Goths, oh my God, if you tell them they can't use white sage, it's like a whole explosion on the internet, you know, mm -hmm. um, a lot of backlash. Some people will get it. I, and, and, you know, I've seen it both ways. So I can't say that the Goth community, from my experience, is like completely racist but um it's a lot of like oh why can't i do this you know like it's just it's a willingness to not understand it it's mm -hmm. like it's hard to explain why because it's like you know if you don't see things through my shoes then you're not gonna understand what it feels like to have your culture stolen from you and you know, have it taken from you and reappropriated into like a fashion trend or a witchy trend or, yeah. you know. You know, I just saw something on Facebook the other day where mm -hmm. someone mentioned that their professor actually used the Nightmare Before Christmas to explain cultural appropriation. Oh, wow. I, I saw that post before, that makes sense. Yeah, you have someone going into a completely different world basically taking their customs their traditions their way of life rebranding it basically saying it from their perspective and then claiming it as your own yeah yeah that's not yeah it's like oh man you can't you can't you shouldn't do that it's not even you can't do that it's like you shouldn't do that i yeah. mean I don't know that that's my stance on things anyway it's like yeah i in brooklyn i see it a lot um which is kind of why i'm kind of like sick of this place it's like <laughs> there's a lot of people in brooklyn that come from other places and i want to say it's like okay it's not entirely their fault they're kind of buying into the whole kind of like Oh yeah, I'm uh, I'm in Brooklyn. This is so urban and cool, and like I want to be part of these alt alternative communities. But the downside is that they don't necessarily understand where they are um, taking things from, or like that there was a pre-existing community before them, mm -hmm. like. And that's especially true with the witch community because this is like a it's honestly sad to see in real time too because it's like a time old situation um not just in the goth community but like always like people of color getting their ideas stolen and not being credited properly mm -hmm. and it's yeah that's mm -hmm. yeah and a lot of times you'll even see the colonizers suppressing those ideas. So like with all these traditional Native American religions, it's like, no, you can't do that anymore. But you know, Becky can wear a headdress. That's fine. Oh my God. 
like he can wear a headdress. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or Karen <laughs> will get really upset if you call her out. <laughs> mm -hmm. yeah. I, I mean, you know, it's you know, it's like, come on, guys. At the very least, try to have like an open conversation about it and try to understand. Mm -hmm. It really does surprise me just the willingness, well, yeah, the willingness to be ignorant that some people have, where it's like someone will try to explain something to them. It's just like, nope, I, I, I can't comprehend. I'm going to keep doing it. Sorry. Not sorry. Yeah. I saw the saddest thing on Facebook today, too. There was like a mutual friend of mine who is like a goth um, mm -hmm. person in the goth community. And literally over her profile put picture, she put, um, white lives matter and I was just like are you serious right now you're still friends with them no <laughs> <laughs> I was never friends with them someone did a call out post Ooh. on their bullshit and I was like wow yeah no that's, that's really that's not cool no it's not it's just yeah oh man I didn't even really recognize how skin bleaching could be a thing in the goth community too yeah. Do you guys have any more questions? Well, what are like, some like experiences that you had personally? Like a story maybe. Yeah. It could be good or bad, you know, just your general, you know, per, um perception with goth like the intersection between goth and racial identity. Does it get brought up a lot? Does it not? So it says oh, to the guy ah, says, so Eric's says, here. So it says to the guy it says says, hey, guy. You know what he says? What do you say? He says, guy. You know what I says? What, what is he says? I says, I says to the guy, I says, I says, hey, guy. He's like, what? And I'm like, you're stupid. And he's like, wow, that's, that's not very nice. Or Please help me. Eric, Eric, child boy, we're recording. I got some Okay. All right. Baby, we're trying to have a serious conversation about race. This is very racist of you. Oh shit, were you recording? Yes. <laughs> Eric! <laughs> is this, are you recording the episode right now? Oh no, we're not recording the episode. We're, we're doing an interview. <laughs> it's okay. It's with Minna, so it's, oh. it's not like super, super like life or death. We're all just no. chilling. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's all good. Oh, oh well, this is all staying in the <laughs> I feel like this is very useful. All right. Um, <laughs> Sorry about that. Oh, yeah. Personal things. Um, my personal experiences. I mean, I've dabbled in a lot of alt communities. Um, and in regards to race, um, I always try to mentioned that I'm a goth POC when I post pictures online or like, you know, promote myself because I think that's important um, because representation really matters. And I also think that like, I don't, I thankfully have not been called anything racist by any of my fellow goths. Um, I have noticed for the most part, um, 
that a lot of goths in Brooklyn are like really accepting, but there are definitely some microaggressions that happen. And I think it's because this is New York City and it is more liberal than other parts of the country. So a lot of racism is microaggressions. Mm -hmm. Like, it's basically like, oh, where are you from? Even goths do it. They, because they want to figure you out. Um, and what your connection to the darker side of life is, I guess. Because, <laughs> they're, you know, I, I had that happen to me in um, Salem, too. And I normally take it as a compliment, though I know that if I were, you know, other people might not. But there are, you know, a lot of the um, other goths are like, where are you from? Oh, my goodness. Yeah, I love your skin color. No, no. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> or like, can I touch your hair? I've gotten ooh, that a few times. Ooh. That yeah. was like all of my life. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, the curlier your hair, yeah, the more that they're like, can I touch yeah. your hair? Like different can I, types of hair. Yeah. Can I, as a white girl, input a little side note? Yeah, Absolutely sure. not. <laughs> Go on. <laughs> so, um, a lot of Alice's family is over today, and a lot of them have more textured hair, some more than others. And we were talking about it, and how a lot of the people at the table were like, oh, I wish I had straight hair. Like, I wish my hair was completely straight. And I'm here just like, I'm trying to get my hair as wavy and curly as possible. Oh, yeah. And Yeah, everyone's different with it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And everyone else just around the table is like, oh, no, like, this is awful. I wish I had straighter hair. Yeah. Yeah, that, uh, was, that was me for a lot of my life, too, where it's just like, I would jokingly call it, say, like, oh, I have the devil's curly hair, but I legitimately hated it i was just like i just want to have pretty flat hair no i'm so envious i've always wanted curly hair mm. except for like that like scene kid face <laughs> oh yeah that was also oh my goodness <laughs> the scene era i mean i when i was a baby goth ish i mean i was still like i would well, I guess I should give a little bit of background about my connection to the goth community, too, since that when I first started getting really interesting, uh, interested, sorry, in um, <laughs> goth culture. Uh, I, one of the books that really shaped me growing up was like, I was like one of those, those like um, really you know, into more of the vampire side of things. I really love Dracula. It was my favorite Victorian horror novel. I am a big Mary Shelley and Edgar Allan Poe fan. Um, I have like two desk plants. I named the droopy one Edgar Allan Poe because he's like mopey. And the more springy one is Mary Shelley because she was always more full of life. So <laughs> I'm like a super... <laughs> Like, I'm also uh, studying to be a historian, so it's like, I'm so, like, my, I, li I'm, I like more traditional goth stuff, you know, like, way old goth stuff, like, 19th century Victorian goth stuff. Um, mm -hmm. So I go way back in the 1800s. Uh, I'm sure Allison remembers from when we went to London, too, and 
how excited I was over all the fog. And how it was great. We were in a goth movie. There was something. fog everywhere. There I wish I could everywhere. take it home. <laughs> oh, oh my God. It was the streets were so beautiful. So murky. Oh, okay. Anyways. <laughs> um, yeah, no. Uh, so I was like, like I was one of those kinds of goths that like really liked reading the old, like I liked Carmela too a lot, um, which is another vampire novel that influenced a lot of vampire novels that came out later, which is like really heavy in the goth community too. I mean, a lot of people use the name Carmela or like, you know, references to Dracula, Bella Lugosi is dead, you know, all of that um, stuff. And I, I like to go to, to the root of that <laughs> mm -hmm. that's the kind of goth that i am i'm super interested in history and like you know spooky stories um and stuff like that so that's my interest in goth culture um i don't know if i am more into the modern stuff only because there is a lot of um there are other issues with the goth community where like safe spaces don't feel like safe spaces as much. Mm -hmm. So it's like, I kind of, it, you have to surround yourself basically with good people when you go to goth parties, because you know, you might run into you know, people that are not, um, good or have your best interests at heart and that's also in the goth subculture as well but um yeah that's where my interests lie i mean i'm trying to think what is one of my favorite darker movies i'm like put on the spot so i can't i i'm like one of those tim burton fan girls i do love his stuff even though he's so problematic i do i love helena bonham carter i just i can't hate that woman it's just I hope that nothing iffy comes out about her. <laughs> you can only hope. Oh, oh God, What about Queen of the that... Damned? Queen your of favorite, the... <laughs> Your favorite movie ever. Don't remind me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Was it you that I ranted to about my hatred for yes. that movie? Yes, oh, you my did. God. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <laughs> they, they ruined Lestat. Um, they made him better. Oh my, oh. oh my god. Lestat is so, like, uh, oh. Interview with a Vampire is such a perfect movie and book, but Anne Rice is so, I, she really went off the deep end with, like, the later books in the series, where I'm just, I was like, okay, this is embarrassing. But the movie was, like, a next level embarrassing. It, like, took all of the embarrassing parts of the book and made it, like, 20 times worse. Like, Lestat's singing voice being, like, the lead singer of Korn. <laughs> um, I think you mean iconic. Oh, no. Because there's no, but, like, that is the ultimate, like, 2001 listen, movie. <laughs> it is. But, like, Aaliyah was the best part of that movie. And oh, she's, yeah. like, a standard that is like really high for POC goths because she's like super fashionable and amazing even if the acting is bad i don't care like she's she makes that movie 100 percent makes that movie question did you read queen of the dam uh yes i did that's why i'm okay <laughs> that's why 
so you already know that like the vampire queen that Aaliyah plays is actually supposed to be white in the book. Oh yeah, no, yeah. I'm glad that they changed that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I am glad that they changed that, but like the ugh, parts of that movie is still so bad. Yeah. Oh, it's it's awful. It's so I, I terrible. Do hate that trope with like anything vampire related that they just have to be like pale because apparently people of color don't die or when they die they lose all of their melanin and I don't get that but then you have Aaliyah as the vampire queen and she's just radiant and glowing and they, she's like has gold she's highlighter perfect. yeah oh and I'm just God. like so this could oh open up God. a okay. whole world of you know POC goth icons Ooh. and people are just like no <laughs> speaking of 2006 ish 2008 vampires can we talk about Twilight and how I, much? I guess. Uh, <laughs> listen, I rewatched the movies because I love laughing at them. That's true. And they are good. They are so funny. And they were on TV. And I was like, I'm not giving this person any of my money. So mm -hmm. whatever. I'll watch it. And I watched, um, I saw Breaking Dawn for the first time ever on TV, part two. And I was like, wait, they have black people in this? <laughs> I felt so bad. Say, they have, wait, they have Amazons? Amazonians in this too? Oh my god, this yeah. is so Tyra Banks. I was just about to say, <laughs> they got Tyra Banks just because she can smize. They no, they did, they did not. Yeah, no, they wait, did. she's in that? Yeah, she's one of the Amazonians. Because no way, power, I had no idea. Yeah. Her power is like giving people images in their head. So they were like, oh, we need someone who can have an intense look. Call up Tyra. No way. No way. Tyra, I'm Googling this right yeah, now. Yeah, no, it's 100%. I, I couldn't believe it when I saw it. <laughs> I was shocked when they had Rami Malik on the. Oh my God, that is her. <gasps> and according to. Uh, but Steph she was an Amazonian? This is so yeah. awful. I mean, if Stephanie Meyer had her way, then none of this would have happened. So at least it's something question yeah, mark i remember well, she um, the, the director katherine hardwick um she like wrote about how she wanted to make twilight into like this really diverse cast and how she even wanted to cast alice as like an asian um as an asian world because she had that idea in her head and like um stephanie meyer was so against and this is the stuff that like a lot of like poc like me who are like I was not a really big Twilight fan, but I know a lot of POC that were Twilight fans and they were like really excited because of like native culture being in it too. And like for all the bad about those movies at the very least, like they did something for the Quaalude tribe in Washington. Like they get a lot of funds from tourism, which is like the only positive thing I can think of about that. Um, but aside from that, like, this is, like, the things that POC have to deal with with rep representation in, like, traditional kind of, like, not traditional, but, like, really goth-inspired films, too. And it's just so upsetting that, like, this is what Stephanie Meyer had to say. She was like, okay, yeah, but I, I, you know, none of them are supposed to be black or, like, people of color because, you know, they're supposed to be white. It says that in the books. They're white, you know, even though they're fictional characters like they're not real doesn't it's say like, that in the book i feel like i need to fact check her fact yeah 
I think she talks about how they're like pale or something. And then, oh yeah, and she said, and it's in the interview, and you guys can look this up too. Um, she said that the only person she allowed was Laurent, who was like the villain of in the movie, because she described him as being olive skin. So she was like, okay, yeah, that's fine. No, this is, you know, if you guys look this up, this is definitely what she said. Yeah, no, I remember hearing uh, whispers about it, but I never saw anything that like 100% confirmed that. Oh, no. But that's really telling. No, it's, it's, it's 100, it came out of the director's mouth. If you guys look up the article, you'll see, and that's what she said. And it was like a weird article where it tried to make it sound more woke than it really was no and i was like no this is very problematic this is so upsetting like mm-hmm. are you serious like this is also why poc don't feel included in the goth community because it's like it's this idea that vampires or like you know traditional goths have to be pale-skinned white and like and it's still being perpetuated today and I want to know, and I don't know if you guys will look up if there's any, like, POC authors out there that are, like, writing more goth-inspired fiction. I'd like to um, really read more of their works because the really big names are, like, you know, Twilight and, uh, uh, like, because that's <coughs> what's in the mainstream, unfortunately. Those are the ones that get to, you know, millions of sales. Um <coughs> Mm-hmm. Going back to the um, Amazonians real quick. Sorry, then we could leave Twilight. <laughs> yeah, I, don't, I only brought that up because I was like, "Or are you talking about, you know, Anne Rice?" So I was yeah. like, "Oh yeah, that yeah. came to mind." Yeah, I mean, Twilight was an introduction to you know more dark themed literature for a lot of teens, tweens in our yeah. generation. Yes. But um, the Amazonians were always seen as like, um what's the word i'm looking for beautiful otherly oh goodness my brain ethereal thank you ethereal i see kind of like ooh, they're from another country they're exotic oh they were exotic 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 oh my god that's so i don't even want to I remember the, like, obsession of writing about how beautiful and, like, ooh, they're from, like, the Amazons type of writing that went on. No, see, she's not racist. She's just fetishizing people of color when she chooses to include them. It's fine. That's so sad. That is definitely so sad. Yeah, and that's, like, the opposite spectrum where people, there's, like, people who are, like, and they're blatantly racist, they'll be like, oh, you know, I hate people of color. And then you get people who are just like, I love people of color. I only date black men. And it's like, eh, that's not not being racist. Can we think of any examples either of like, the other thing that I noticed, um, being into more of the music side of things too, um, you know, going to concerts, especially to like more of the darker, edgier stuff. I was like always literally the only brown person there. Mm-hmm. And I always felt like I was <laughs> standing out because of that. One of my um, earliest inspirations uh, with more of a goth aesthetic, and I think she'll hate me for saying this because she tries to step away from more goth 
stuff. I don't know why. I'm, I mean, I don't know if she's become more accepting of like being part of the larger goth narrative or like inspired by goth people. But um, Amanda Palmer was someone that I was really influenced by in 2006. So a long time ago. <laughs> if you guys don't know, she's married to Neil Gaiman. So she's like really oh. up there mm -hmm. in the upper echelon of like being a goth icon and idol. Um, even if she doesn't really want to be, but she was part of a group called the Dresden Dolls. Um, mm -hmm. And um, they, they, they have a goth aesthetic. She won't like, she at the time didn't like being called that, but she has a goth aesthetic. Um, she's really similar to like Emily Autumn, if you know her music. Mm -hmm. Oh, but, I know yeah. her music. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so like they're kind of similar, but I would say Amanda Palmer gained more fame because she's married to Neil Gaiman still to this day. And um, her music is still pretty big. But I went to a Dresden Dolls concert in 2006. No one really knew who they were. I was like the only brown person in the audience singing along to every one of their songs but it was like also like it was like also like the other side of that was like i was this weird kid who was a teenager that was into this type of music but no one i knew um it wasn't that there weren't other goth poc around me it was more like i was like labeled as weird and creepy Cause like I'm from Jersey city and we have large POC population, you know, um, largely Hispanic, um, Latino, um, uh, black, um, you know, uh, South Asian, uh, like it's a, it's, you know, I don't, well, when I was growing up, you'd see more POC. It's kind of changing right now because of gentrification, but, um, so a lot of, so it was like I was being also ostracized by my um, fellow POC because they're like, ew, she's like a weird goth person. <laughs> like, Mena's weird, Mena's goth, Mena's creepy. And then it was also funny because like when I would go to these concerts too, I would literally be the only brown person. So it was like on both ends. I was like, oh my God. But um, Amanda Palmer was a big influence of mine, and she's also super pale as well. And it was also like, I never had any kind of musician or anyone that's older, that's a person of color that I could look up to that was also into these kind of like gothic style, gothic, you know, um, looks and stuff like that. I was just like completely weird. Like, in my own family because they're like okay Mino always wants to be a witch for halloween and is always interested in these witchy things i guess that's kind of weird and um it's like it was like a weird i was in a strange no man's land because it was like i don't see any poc that are like really representing more of the edgier side of things like you never saw that in the scene community as much though they did exist they were not as popular though as like other celebrities because you know white privilege is a thing even in the goth community it is a thing like i'm hoping that with social media things are changing and i do see that happening where like black voices and poc voices are being highlighted more 
but I'm scared at the same time that that's also just becoming another trend and might be forgotten in the next five or six years because I still don't see any big named goth celebrities to the level of Amanda Palmer or Neil Gaiman. I can't think of anybody like Tim Burton. Um, I can't think of anybody really that is a POC that is that level of famous you know um yeah mm -hmm. i don't know if you guys have any examples that might come to mind but i don't know anyone yeah, um, D. <laughs> this white passage yeah uh, yeah most it, people it don't even know that she's got uh, uh uh, you know, that I don't remember where, what country uh, she immigrated from. She did immigrate from another country, Yeah, right? yeah. she was raised in Mexico. Mexico, yeah. But she's a white Hispanic, though, and that's a whole other issue, too. Because mm -hmm. I have white Hispanics within my family, unfortunately. Not that they're bad people. It's just that my um, aunt is super racist towards her own children because she's, like, blonde-haired, blue-eyed. My yeah. family, when I say that we're multicultural, I mean it. It's like ridiculous. And we have like lots of, <laughs> lots of racism within the family. It's, oh boy. Yeah. I mean, but I can't say that for everybody. I don't know if Kat Von D, I mean, I've, she's said a lot of problematic things about anti vaxxing, right? But I don't yeah. know. If she, I don't think so in terms of race, though. So. Neo Nazi. Oh no, really? Yeah. Um, yeah, she's anti Semitic. Oh. Okay. <laughs> I guess I'll burn all of her makeup. Well, I mean, well, she doesn't own the company just, anymore. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. She doesn't own the company anymore. Okay. We're in the clear. Okay. It's just, oh, my God. it sucks because, like, as far as, like, POC yachts, that's all I can think of. Kat Von D, but she doesn't really. Out, though she's very white passing and most yeah. people don't know that i mean she does yeah like she does to seem like, to oh, yeah oh. i just i'm sorry i was about to say like oh yeah i completely forgot she's actually poc so i'm also not this brightest bulb in the box <laughs> yeah it's like i've seen her pay homage to her heritage before but she seems like one of those people who definitely knows she has white passing privilege and uses it where it's like, oh, you know, I have all this culture and I'll throw in a word of Spanish here, but also, please don't blacklist me. Also, I'm going to, like, pick, like, least Hispanic-sounding name ever to be my stage name. Yeah. That's a, I mean, my historian side is coming out, sorry. No, That's, okay. like, a common thing in, um, uh in Hollywood too. I mean, that's really, um, it was it Rita Hayworth, the like, oh, yeah. Really, oh yeah, Rita Hayworth. Yeah. Like that's a, uh, most people don't even you know white, she's Hispanic. <laughs> no, most people don't know. And, um, it's kind of, you know, and that's because she was white passing. And, you know, that's another thing in the goth community too, that I, um, notice I'm sure there's more like, people of color out there with like um you know that are white passing but don't necessarily make it as public i'm sure of it i'm sure of it 
but I, I literally can't think of anyone that I looked up to that is a person of color that was like more goth. Even Kate Beckinsale. Oh my God, I love those underworld movies. And she's, you know, her pale skin was really emphasized in those films. She was a vampire and like really goth aesthetic, like with the black suit and the black hair um, in the underworld films. I can't think of anything. And that was another thing. I was like, I really, I did try to make myself look whiter. I think there's a picture of me. Oh, yeah, there is. Oh, my God. <laughs> I was gonna say, there's a picture of me, and I do have it with me. Um, no one's going to see this, but, like, you can see that I wore, like, white makeup. Look at this. Look at old baby menagoth. Oh. Oh. I was 15 years old. That's my sister on the other side. Oh, baby. That's me. <laughs> baby menagoth wearing an Ed Hardy shirt, I think. Oh, God. I've been there, too. <laughs> yeah. Can we say that's part of the starter pack? It's like, yeah. you buy anything that has a skull on it. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Ed Hardy oh, included. Oh, my God. Yes. But no, this is me when I was 15 or 16. Um, you guys can screenshot it if you guys want to show it off or something. I love it. Blackmail you. <laughs> yeah, go ahead. It's fine. <laughs> but I wore like that kind of like white powder because the Dresden dolls did it a lot too. Amanda Palmer did it a lot. And I was like, I wish I was white. I really did feel that way when I was, you know, younger because I was like, I never see any people of color that are goth. I really want to be white like them. Um, like, I really hated being of a South Asian background. I really, you know, it was a lot of self-hatred. Like, I internalized it a lot. And I used to, like, burn my hair with products so that it would be straighter. But now, you know, I really messed up my beautiful, natural, curly hair uh, because of that. And I wish I didn't. Because now, you know, what's really great is that even though Brooklyn has its issues, sure, with like representation, there are still a lot of POC goths here. I have seen more people of color goths that come out and like really participate in more of the witchy side of things. That's where I experience more diversity. I am starting to notice that like International um, Goth Day is including more like POC voices too, like, which is nice. But I still think there needs to be a lot of work to be done. Yeah. Because like I said, the, those big level famous people, I still don't see a person of color up there, you know, like with all your Tim Burton's and Neil Gaiman's and where I want to see a person of color mm -hmm. in that level, you know? Yeah. Ooh, I got I got a question. So Ooh, okay. I have I've seen people say that there aren't a lot of POC goths because POCs are would be appropriating goth culture from white people. <laughs> Can <No>. you? Uh, <laughs> I just want to get your thoughts on that. That has to be. That can't be. No. I don't have any like hard sources, but I have seen it in chat rooms where people are like, Goth was founded in Europe and it was popularized in England. So it's white culture. <sighs> All right. Where do I even start? <laughs> First off, no. <laughs> yeah, that's where we start. No. <laughs> 
you know, one, my historian side of things is like, first off, goths don't even know what the term goth means. <laughs> That's very true. They don't even know who the goths even were in history. And it's like, they have nothing to do <laughs> aesthetically. And like, you know, it's like, first of all, being a goth in like ancient Roman times was really different from being a goth in the 1980s, right? When it was starting to get popular. There were black goths um, in the 1960s and 1970s. They might not be as famous as other people, but um, if I remember, what's her name? Oh, my God. She's a big witch in Salem, and, like, she runs the shop Crowhaven Corner, Corner in um, Salem, Massachusetts. Allison, we went to that shop. Oh, yeah. Uh, Lorelai? No, this is Lorelai has connection to her because she bought the oh, shop. Okay. From I, um, what is her name? Oh my gosh! Oh my gosh! Escaping me. me. Salem, <laughs> Massachusetts. But she's a big name witch, and during her time, there were a lot of POC goths, and this predates the traditional goth era of the 1980s. She was around in the 1960s and 70s. And just because their names are not out there even more than, you know, for instance, like bands like The Cure, that like, or, you know, Susie Sue and the Banshees, and even Cher had a bit of a goth phase too. Like that was because witches like, um, gosh, I'm forgetting her name. Ugh. She has connections to Lorelai because Lorelai was like, you know, she bought the shop from her or like, I don't know the exact details. Um, I think her name was like Lori. Let me see. Cause I want to be accurate because I hate being inaccurate. Because I, it's, it's like my clear. citations coming through. I'm like, I want to <laughs> make sure I'm saying things correctly. You have to speak in APA style. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm Chicago. I'm Chicago. All right, fine. I was MLA. So <laughs> I don't know anything aside yeah, from You were an English major, so you were Emily. Crowhaven Corner. What was her name? Lori Cabot. There you go. Lori Cabot. She was a big name witch. And she, a lot of her friends were POC too. Which is like, I'm like, oh my God, can you not? Like, she has an official website also. And she was a big goth. Like, she was born in 1933. I'm looking up her information. Oh, I hope one day I meet her. <laughs> but she knows a lot of... um you know, POC goths as well. And she became pretty famous in Salem because she brought back witchcraft in Salem, Massachusetts. There would be no modern goth community, modern witch community in Salem, which is like the biggest like name you can think of when it comes to like actual cities that a lot of goths go to, mm -hmm. um, to be like, to pay homage, basically, I guess to like, not just the witches that were not really witches that were persecuted there, but like in a sense where it's, you know, a lot of people have issues with it becoming trendy um, and a weird kind of like goth tourism place. But I think, I mean, my opinion is that because Salem is so accepting of different cultures, <clears throat> like um, of different cultures, 
finally. I mean, it wasn't like that way originally, but um, it got to that point eventually where they're like, okay, we're a city of weirdos. We accept all weirdos, like psychics and, you know, like, and um, they became more open and accepting of different types of people. Like you kind of see that reflected in the diversity there, which is why I really love Salem as a town. Um, but the problem is that a lot of people don't know their history. Like, I'm sure that, um, like any type of research that you do on like Lori Cabot and some of her friends, like she had a lot of POC friends too. Uh, even me just Googling her Wikipedia, it says that she worked at a, as a dancer in the Latin quarter <laughs> of, um, uh, of Las Vegas. And it's like, it's goth culture. What they take from is so entrenched in different subcultures that already existed in POC communities too, that get reappropriated, um, you know, in modern goth culture, like voodoo, for instance. And it's just, you know, it's, it's always been there which practitioners too, they take a lot of influence from other cultures that were largely POC cultures. So no, <laughs> it is not <laughs> white appropriation um, if POC get into the goth community because the whole point of the goth community to begin with was that it was like this odd subculture that was like in itself ostracized, you know? And really, it's like, who are you to say this about goth POC? Like, do your freaking research. Like, learn about the difficulties that the people before you went through just to get accepted as, like, even being human beings. Because goths, like, for the longest time, were persecuted in media, too. And it's like, come on, like, one of the biggest movies that a lot of goths love is The Craft. And it's like one of the few movies that has a black witch in it. Mm -hmm. And it's like, it's all, you know, and that was in the 90s. It's like, stop, stop it. <laughs> yeah, played by a real life black witch too. Basically. And it's like, you know, uh, whatever, forget about it, it's fine. Now everyone's I mad that there's gonna be, you know, Latinx characters in the craft remake. And it's like, why? Why is this? Why, why are you mad at this? Oh, no. It's not like, you know, Wiccan and, uh, you know, which culture takes a lot from Hispanic communities. Oh, no, not at all. I wonder. <laughs> <laughs> like, geez. Oh, my goodness. It's so ridiculous. I heard a lot of backlash about that, too, with Charmed as well. Um, I don't watch the new series at all, but um, I think the new series has a lot of POC in it, too. Um, all the main witches are POC. Oh, that's amazing! I love it! Oh, that's so beautiful. I just want to see it more translated into, like, celebrities that are, like, big-named and, like, activists, too, that make themselves, like, the... I mean, I guess I'm trying to get there eventually because I'm like, I brand myself as a witch historian, but I don't know what I'm going to be. <laughs> I'm like trying to figure it out myself. <laughs> like, 
I mean, you know, we'll we'll see where it goes. But I'm hoping that with the um, with social media and like things being more vocal, that um, for POC goths will get more recognition because I do see that happening. In I can tell you that I've never seen as much POC goths as I did um, ten years ago as I do now. Like. So, yeah, I, I agree with that completely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. So the internet and like social media definitely has brought this um, discussion to light. And you guys are part of that too. Like this, even this podcast episode, it's like incredible. I'm really glad that you guys are doing this. Thank you. Yeah, of course. It's like, I remember when we made like the Google Doc where it's like stuff we need to talk about and just like racism was one of the first ones that came out of my mouth. I'm just like, we need to talk about this because it's, I, I feel like a lot of goths, even if they aren't blatantly racist, they're those people that like, oh, I don't see color. And mm-hmm. it's like, you can't divorce a person from their lived experience as a person of color. That's gonna, <laughs> that's gonna, you know, be a part of their lives, you know, the same way that you're a goth, you know? Mm-hmm. Can I bring something up, like, Can't kind of relating it. to that? Yes. Yeah. Um, I've now, you know, like, a lot of people are bringing up brands that, you know, are kind of racist and problematic now. I've seen some people Why bring up Jeffree pills. Star getting canceled? Like, come on. Oh, oh, oh my God. God. I just, I, I want him to be gone. He's had too many chances, quote, unquote. But anyway. I've oh, seen people. No, you're fine. You're fine. I've seen people bringing up Killstar, and I'm like, what did they do? And aside from some problematic things that they have sold in the past, one thing a lot of people brought up is that they really don't, my voice, they don't really have a wide variety of models. I think only recently they've started including um, POC models, but it kind of perpetuates this idea of goth is white, even without saying it. Absolutely. I remember when um, the last time I checked their website months ago, I was like constant, consciously trying to think. It's like how many POC goths am I seeing? I only saw one. Whoops! And you know, you can see my Mm -hmm. computer. It's also I want to bring up the fact like something I've just thought of recently because now everyone can like cancel uh, Dolls Kill. Right. Is that Killstar is Killstar? Oh my god. It's kill, all the kill, same. Oh my god, kill, my kill, kill. Uh, kill, kill. <laughs> Killstar is one of those brands who didn't seem to have a problem with Dolls Kill until recently. Yeah. Oh, that is another thing. Oh my, I hate this so much. It's like all of a sudden, because Black Lives Matter has become profitable, right? Because yeah. you, you know, you it, it's all about capitalism again. And you see the same thing happen with like Pride, mm-hmm. and Pride merch too. It's like, oh yeah, now now that um, you know there's massive outrage, right now. Oh, I guess I should, um, you know, finally support Black people or yeah, it's people like of color. And it's like, where were you? <laughs> Mm-hmm. When we were talking about this in 2015, 2016, you know, like all of these other POC have gotten murdered. People are dying. 
And now suddenly you want to say something because you're losing money and people are calling you out. Same thing with Jeffree Star. I, I will always get on him because, you know, I was, I mean, I don't know if you guys know about um, his connection to Davi Vanity and like. Oh, yeah. I forgot about that too. Yeah. Right before, I mean, if, for those of you guys that don't know, Davi Vanity was, um, he's also pretty big influencer for a lot of like young teens that were into the goth punk kind of culture and he was the our lead singer of a scene group punk group whatever called blood on the dance floor and he influenced a lot of young people on myspace um and some of his victims were also people of color too like <sighs> but you know it's like the two-facedness that you notice from people like Jeffree Star, because I'm only mentioning him again, because I was watching his interview that he did with Chris Hansen, and the only reason, the only reason he went on that channel, because Chris Hansen, you know, he's from To Catch a Predator. He's not really that well-known on YouTube. Um, he has like, what, 300-something subscribers? No, 300,000 subscribers. So not as, you know, versus like Jeffree Star's is, what millions that he has on YouTube? Yeah, it's crazy high amount. Yeah, he has like eight million, I think. But the pressure was so high on Jeffree Star that he did an interview with Chris Hansen recently, and basically to try to clear his name, you know, because he's like, "What well, people don't understand." I think one of the things he said was like, "Yeah, you know, if I would have seen a criminal act committed." You know, I would have been part of reporting him too. Yeah, sure. And it's like, no, you only do this because you're called out. You know, I think he's made a couple of Black Lives Matters posts too, and he's very racist. Um, someone else also recently came out too. This is very recent, within the last week, who is a friend of his that was also a person of color, and they were friends for years. And they also talked about like, some of the racism that they faced and like racist you know words and stuff that Jeffree Star would use against them and it's like oh my god like when are people gonna wake up and stop supporting this guy in the goth community too it's really sad because mm -hmm. I'm part of a couple of goth makeup groups and people get defensive when you say things like don't buy jeffree star's makeup because he's a racist and he you know he supports um, let me link you to the one i'm in now because um he's part <clears throat> he's part of the blacklisted group of brands you're not allowed to recommend really um, yeah which group are you thinking of um let me check real quick i think it's something along the lines of like makeup but make it goth slash grunge Yes, my friend runs that group. Oh I had God, recommended really? her. I had recommended her to um, also uh, be part of your podcast, but I don't think she saw it. <laughs> but she's amazing. I love her so much. I gush about her too. She's a she's a, 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 a black POC, and you know that's her group. That's her baby, and. Mm -hmm. I gotta join that group. That sounds Please so good. Do. It's so fabulous. I will invite you. Yes, do it. I will invite you. 
And you guys should definitely advertise your podcast on there. Just mm -hmm. let them know. You will get so much support from those groups. Like, if it wasn't for those groups, I don't know what I would do. Because I was, like, in a rough space in my life, too. And that those goth groups are just, they're full of the most supportive people. So, mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah, no, yeah. His products are on the banned list. Um, yeah. And I'm hoping that things will get louder and louder and louder. I am starting to see some more backlash, but I don't know if it's going to go away. And people are going to be like, oh, yeah, but that was like last year. Because, you know, the, the whole stupid James Charles stuff came back oh, up yeah. again. Mm hmm it came back up again and Shane Dawson recently tweeted, I think 24 hours ago about how he's done with the makeup community because he was basically being dragged through the dirt for helping orchestrate that entire whole scandal. And it's like, you know, you reap what you sow, mm -hmm. you know, mm -hmm. you reap what you sow. And I really hope that that's what happens to Jeffree Star too. Cause it's like, you have said things about, that made POC, right, especially during the MySpace days, feel even more discredited, more, you know, self-conscious about who they are and if they feel welcome in those spaces because you had a platform. Mm -hmm. I really hate that whole product of the times argument, mm -hmm. too. It's like, I don't care if you were trying to be controversial. Um, you know, you took a lot from the goth community. You were inspired by the goth community. You went to goth clubs and promoted your stuff a lot. And you are a big name to a lot of scene kids. And there were a lot of POC that were scene kids. I mean, my sister was a scene kid and she loved Jeffree Star, but I don't think she understood at the time because she was really young. She was like 14, 15. Um, just how against POC he really was. I mean, like I, like apparently he had like some kind of website called Nazi Lipstick Nazi. He's so freaking, like it's like what? Yeah, that was his first brand before um, his cosme his cosmetics really took off. That's amazing because I didn't even know about that. It's you did like, not know about that. Oh I didn't. I completely about forgot about it until someone brought it up, and then I like flashed yeah. back to like MySpace scene kid days, and I'm like, oh my god, I remember that. I I just I hate that we keep giving him chances. Not like us specifically, but you know, it's just like, oh, you know, he had a rough life, blah blah blah. He's he's learning. Give him a chance. But then every he had single a rough life. Yeah, it's like he he's That's rich. He's fine. Excuse. Yeah, he was bullied for being a gay man who likes makeup. Oh right. my god! That doesn't mean you couldn't oppress other minority groups. Like that doesn't translate. And it's like there... every year there's something new, and then just like he's clearly not learning anything because he keeps doing this, and then everyone's like, "Oh, we forgave you. I love your makeup." Uh, yeah, that's still unfortunately. I still saw a lot of those kinds of tweets on Twitter and he blocks everyone that's like, mm -hmm. um, you know, that says anything bad or brings up lipstick Nazi. He hates it. He really hates oh it. Oh my God, goal. Jeffree Star blocked me. Right? Oh, I hope he blocks Ooh. me. 
I really hope so. I, I hope he blocks the podcast. That would be amazing. No. I'm really sad that our Brands We Stands episode did not got lost in the wind because it's pretty much just two hours of me and Allison talking about how much we hate Jeffree Star. Should we just make a whole episode about Jeffree Star at some point? Guys, comment down guys below. Should, Do you want to hear a whole episode? I would, <laughs> if you guys would have me on that, I would love that so much. Man, that would be so much fun. I would do that 100%. I know way too much. He mm. is disgusting. And he really thinks he did nothing wrong. You really have the nerve to say things like this. Like, when you have a platform of millions of followers that are still young people and think that this might be okay to do. Like, you know, or like, okay to support you. Like, you have a responsibility I don't care how uneducated you are as a person, you know, you have to understand that with power comes responsibility. At the very least, take real accountability for your actions, you know, take accountability for your actions and show that you have changed as a person. He has not done that whatsoever. No. Like, that's why a lot of people don't like him. It's a consistent behavior pattern with him. Oh, like, it, I'm one of those people that are like, I'll give you the benefit of the doubt if you at least show that you have changed and grown as a human being and, like, really want to atone for what you've done, you know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> but he's one of those people that will never do that because he genuinely thinks he did nothing wrong. Yeah, he's... a textbook narcissist (laughs) oh yeah he's a toxic scorpio i remember i looked up his (laughs) what a surprise (laughs) oh no yeah definitely not surprising to me i mean every zodiac sign because i'm a tarot reader too has their toxic sides Mm -hmm. to it but i think with scorpios it's narcissism um I don't want to say that I uh, don't have toxic traits because I do. I'm trying to work through it. Yeah. You guys can cut down that rant. It's all good. <laughs> it, it, you know, it's very well deserved. It's infuriating that people like that can be, you know, put on a pedestal in, you know, communities that we know and love. It's mm-hmm. like goth, the goth community being yeah. part of it, yeah. It's just like, I, I'm so disappointed in a lot of goths who are just like, who look the other way. And it's just like, oh, but, you know, makeup. And I'm just like, there are thousands upon oh. thousands of companies that make makeup. What I hope. I, I feel like that's the thing I hate the most is that people are so willing to excuse all this behavior because like, but his lipstick or his highlighters are so good. And it's like, there's literally, I can name five brands right now that are better than him. Yeah. There's also like this weirdness where people are like, oh, it's explicitly for alternative people, so that's why we need to support it. And I'm just like, what about all the alt brands that are owned by people of color? Exactly. Oh my god. Like, what about their makeup? Um, you know, you can... I just, I don't even know. It's like, come on, there's so many POC out there that are like, really trying really hard and getting their name out there and are only just now getting some attention because black lives matter yeah and i'm so scared i'm genuinely scared that 
it'll just become a trend and then they're gonna do the same thing that they always do which is like okay yeah you had your little moments now let's you know go back to whitewashing and forgetting the voices of poc like we always do mm-hmm. yep I, I really hope this brings about long-lasting change me too this is definitely a second civil rights movement that we're yeah. noticing that is really influenced by social media and i'm really happy about that mm-hmm. um i'm just i'm more concerned about how are we going to teach about this in the future yeah. i'm a history person too mm-hmm. so it's like i don't know i don't know how this is going to be remembered either i'm like kind of nervous about that i don't know i'm just i i i it's strange seeing history be made as it goes on but not knowing what the future will hold Mm -hmm. because it's like how do i put it it's like you know this country has a history of whitewashing history um the way that the civil rights movement is taught, which is why even in, you know, goth communities today, you know, if you, even if you take a basic history class in high school, like they don't have that exposure in a lot of areas of the country. Um, You know, and the way that it's taught is that one, Native Americans don't exist anymore. They're gone, you know, we'll talk about them in the early days and sure we did some bad stuff but okay now let's stop talking about them or um you know racism ended with martin luther king jr and it just makes me so upset um and you know that's me being a historian and just pinpointing where that comes from exactly but unfortunately, not a lot of, you know, goths are this self-aware. And if you talk to them, sometimes a couple of them, from my experience with the person that was, like, abusive to me, that was also an older goth person that I looked up to at one point, they, it would go in one ear and out the other. And I would just be like, yeah, but what does that have to do with me? And I was like, you, you don't get it. Like, you don't get it. Yeah, it's, I I genuinely do hope that things are changing. That's my sincerest dream, that things are changing, that we get a prison reform in our system, right? Because mm-hmm. one of, you know, it doesn't matter if you're goth, if you're, um, if you're, you know, part of any alt community, if you are black or black passing, you know, you will still experience the same levels of racism. And we as like goth fellow goths really need to protect each other instead of fighting each other on this. <sighs> and I, I'm so happy when I saw the witches for Black Lives Matter stuff. I was so that like I, it brought me to tears. It was so beautiful, like seeing witches and other goths and like punks even 
even though the punks can maybe like you know <laughs> yeah <laughs> even though the punks could maybe take a chill pill and not try to be crazy their their heart is in the right place mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and I it's saw nice something to on... see that side of things you know I yeah. saw something on Facebook though. This is kind of going hand in hand with um, this is just being a trend, where it was in one of the golf groups. I mean, where one person was talking about how they went to a protest, and there was a white girl there who was wearing a face mask from Dolls Kill. Oh and, my god! And good. they were trying to tell them how, like, you know, that's not such a good brand, and this is such a really weird, ironic thing for you to be here supporting black lives matter but also be supporting a brand yeah dolls kill yeah and it basically was like fell on deaf ear you know they didn't want to hear it they didn't want to change their mind or anything it's like you're for i've experienced that too oh no it's like i I don't want to be the person that's like white people do this i mean i am that person and i always am like that But like I, I try to, I, you know, I, I, I'm trying to be less mean about it, because my patience as I've gotten older has worn thin. <laughs> and it's just like you, it's like you can only experience so much microaggressions and racism in your life, you know, before it like really gets to you. I'm trying to be nicer about it because there, there are good white people out there there are amazing white people out there that like really take a step back and allow poc's voices to be heard and there are white passing people out there that you know use their privilege like halsey for instance oh my god Mm -hmm. she really surprised me and i genuinely i'm not a fan of hers i don't know her music like that but she what she did and how she basically stepped back and allowed for POC to let their voices be heard, you know? Like, she she was incredible, too. But I have to call it as it is. There are some people that still get offended if you point out, even if they're, like, on the liberal side of things, you know, and are pro-Black Lives Matter and go to these um, protests right but they still do racist stuff and buy from racist brands and say racist things and it's like come on dude like what are you not you know is it because poc are telling you what you're doing is racist like you know but Mm -hmm. francis was dolls kill you know dolls kill literally has stolen from people of color mm-hmm. and passed off their ideas as their own. And it's not like the owner wasn't being called out from the start, because she has been. You know, I'll see where it goes in the future if she's gonna make some real changes. Cause I always believe in second chances with people. Um I'm I don't know why. I'm just like that. <laughs> some some POC are not like that. I don't speak for all POC. I don't claim to speak for all POC. And I think, you know, they are perfectly valid in hating a brand for the rest of their life because of past transgressions. Yeah. Everyone um, reacts differently. 
everyone reacts differently. Right. And I'm one of those um, that is like, if you show change and are like, you know, okay, I'm sorry, I did this, whatever, you know, and I will actually learn from my mistakes and change for the better, then sure, right? But you have to be actually doing some inner work in yourself, you know? Don't mm. do it for capitalism either. Yeah. Don't do it for money, you know, because these are people's lives at stake. Yeah, I think that's where a lot of people are get uncomfortable is when they have to look inward at their own biases because usually it's like and an issue. Fair. It's like an issue in their community, but then like, oh, I see that's an issue, so it's no longer affecting me. Like I no longer am racist in any way, but that's not true. Yeah. Mm hmm And it's like, it's not a personal attack. It's just that racism, it's systemic oppression. It's, it, it seeps its way into so many aspects of life and we just need to be conscious of it. And it's gonna be really inconvenient. <sighs> especially for people who have privilege to give that up. And, you know, that's why they take it so personally. I remember I went to this one protest where, you know, everyone, they had people giving speeches, everyone was keeping it short and sweet. And then this one white person went up and she was just like, she went on and on and on and on and it's like it's cool that you're you want to be an ally but it's not your time to grandstand mm -hmm. it's like and i'm sure if anyone said that like you know she would have had a fit and there's this other lady in the crowd who while this person of color was talking she started like correcting him i'm just like mm. She started correcting him? Yeah. It's oh like, my god. She oh, was, that has she... happened to me too. Oh my god. I really... Okay. Okay. So, you guys remember how I talked about how I worked at a cemetery? Of course. <laughs> oh boy. I was the only person of color, really, in my department. Um, which had its own issues. Um, one, being a cemetery worker is fun, and I definitely encourage more people to <laughs> try it out if you get the opportunity in different apart departments. Um, Greenwood Cemetery is one of my favorite places. I love that cemetery. And I have no hard feelings about, um, you know, um, uh, working there or any of the people that I worked with. Um, you know, I ended up losing my job because my PTSD interfered with my work. And I'm working on healing myself. Um, so I was like, that's fair. You know, that's fair. And I respect Greenwood Cemetery. And I have nothing but really love for that place. Um, and they're doing a lot of great work. But there was one instance, though, where two white coworkers of mine were running a tour and they were talking about um, they were talking about the section of the cemetery which is primarily African American, right? Because mm -hmm. um, a lot of people don't know this, but the segregation was also a big thing in New York City too. Um, 
even in cemeteries, right? And that's because, um, you know, racist ideas of people not wanting to be buried near black people and, you know, so many, so much more that you can go in depth to. And you guys can do some research um, and fact check me and correct me. Because <laughs> please do, because I'm speaking off the top of my head and I don't want to give any misinformation because I don't believe in them. Um, I, I don't like doing that. But mm -hmm. if I remember correctly, um, there were two, there were a couple of black people on the tour and they were black teachers and they were Haitian background and they were really excited to see Basquiat's grave. Mm -hmm. He's a big influence in like weirdo punk <laughs> art um, communities too. He was like crazy. He was so obsessed with death which he does not get a lot of um, credit for, which is really sad, just because he was black, um, which is really upsetting. But he did like art on cemeteries and he did like an art mural of like, um, like Greenwood Cemetery because he was from that area and he died young. He joined the 27 Club, unfortunately, um, a long time ago. But he is really a proud figure to not just like people who are like weirder people of color, right? Because he was like off the rails, wore a lot of black, talked about death a lot, was like super into like death and um, and his art became famous because of Andy Warhol, unfortunately. I mean, I, I want to say it was because of himself, but Andy Warhol was really why, you know, white people feeling like they discovered black artist is a uh, anyway <laughs> <laughs> but um so Basquiat was really you know really important to um these black teachers that went there and they left offerings for him and when they went to the colored lots which is what the lots were called originally and now they're called the freedom lots um there was a bit of white splaining happening um where and this was my first week of work and i mostly kept my mouth shut because i was too scared to say anything um where they were talking over the black teachers who were trying to talk about you know racism and burial practices and like even if I remember correctly, a little bit about Basquiat too. I don't think it was intentional. I don't for a second think that they're actually racist, but I do think that, you know, they might've gotten a little bit uneasy if I did call them out on it. Um, and that's why, that's another thing that POC have to also experience is like you gotta figure out whether it's safe or not to speak your opinion because it's like your experiences don't matter as much you know or like i'm right you're wrong because i've experienced that so much mm -hmm. as a poc um and i know a lot of people um have too and there's probably countless amounts of stories with that um, as well, where it's like, people are scared to the point of being silenced sometimes. And I experienced that. I don't think they're bad people though. And I don't think they're racist. 
I just think that, you know, it does take a lot of bravery to stand up to um, people and be like, hey, this is not right, because the backlash is scary. The retaliation is scary. You don't know how someone is going to respond. And unfortunately, we live in a really racist society where it's like a life and death situation for POC. It's not even like, like people are literally getting killed right as we speak. Like people were lynched, like lynching has come back for speak, like not even speaking their mind. I don't know. Like, it's like, it's a power thing, you know, it's a power thing. And it's the same thing with microaggressions too in the goth community. It's a power thing. And I don't think people get that. Yeah. Um, one thing that we definitely want to do with this episode is like right off the bat, it's like I'm, we want to make sure that we're not saying that like the whole of the goth community is just like blatantly racist. And you know, it's like it, the issue is that so many unchecked microaggressions happen that that's why so many people of color don't feel welcomed in this community. That's why they, you know, think it's wholly racist is because like, yes, these little things creep in and we need to work on getting rid of them. I mean, and there's a lot of people that are active that have a lot of power in the goth community in doing these microaggressions, like yeah. going back to Tim Burton again. I mean, he is, he literally shaped a lot of the goth community in the last, like he's had a foot in every door, comic book world and the freaking, um, you know, comic book world where it, like, it was so funny when I mentioned that because like Batman, which is also whitewashed. I mean, the name of the city is called freaking Gotham City and it's supposed to be dark, scary, eerie and be on that darker level too. And people get so up in arms about the fact that Harvey Dent was black in Tim Burton's Batman, 1989 Batman, and then was recast later as being white. Mm -hmm. And I think it was Billy D. Williams. Too, yeah, it who was. Him too. Oh my God, I love him. Yeah, no, oh. he would have been an amazing Two Face. And I find that so interesting because, you know, now, especially more than ever, if you want to, like, you know, God forbid you change the color of a comic book character because then, you know, you get death threats. And I'm just like, Tim Burton took an established comic book character and made him black in 1989. And now it's like, where's the rest of that energy, Timmy? Come on. <laughs> he just doesn't care anymore. You know, he doesn't care. He, I, You can look it up and find out more about him, but he only includes white people characters really yeah, it's really it's really upsetting and disappointing it's so funny too though that people don't know that he did that batman film yeah but i think like <laughs> i think like i if i remember like a lot of goths were, goths were also like i hope tim burton directs batman movies um, <laughs> we, we got two of them <laughs> And I'm just like, what? <laughs> I remember seeing that in the mid-2000s when the Nolan movies were big. Because, you know, a lot of goths and, you know, alternative people were like, ooh, Heath Ledger's Joker. And 
yeah. ha, being scary. And they're like, I really want a Tim Burton Batman movie. And I'm like, are you? Um. <laughs> <laughs> it's that kind of misinformation that really makes me like, it's like, how stupid can you guys be? I'm like, yeah. it's not that they're dumb. It's just like a simple Google, Google search, guys. Come on. Yeah. We that's... live in the age of information. There's no more excuses, you know? Yeah, literally just take the two seconds to read out on stuff. There's so much like misinformation and lack of information happening right now. And it's just it's infuriating. <laughs> that's part of the reason why these microaggressions still exist. Though. Yeah, exactly. That's part of the reason why, because it's like, you know, you have a newer generation that's coming in and a lot of the goth community, you know, because we're older people, <laughs> but, you know, e-girls are the new goth. I don't care what anyone says. I work with kids. They are the new goth for this generation of, like, younger 10-year-olds to 14-year-olds. And it's like they don't even have any popular e-girls that are POC, right? Because yeah. I think the most popular ones are still all white girls. Yeah. Um, and they're still not getting as much, um, inf uh, not information, but recognition, right? And it's like you see these patterns being repeated over and over again. Like for me growing up, it was emo, right? Uh, um, the emo scene, um, still largely white. Um, I can't even think of a single POC emo person that was like famous. I cannot. You know, you have your Gerard Ways and um, uh, I guess Brendan Urie was emo in 2006-ish, I guess. I don't know. I don't know what he was really. <laughs> he's but, Brendan uh, Urie. He's in a category of his own. <laughs> he's amazing, though. I love him. <laughs> yeah. I hope nothing, I hope he doesn't get canceled. Oh, wait, he did, didn't he? He said wait. stuff about Roseanne. Ah, oh, fuck. <laughs> I think what he, he did. Oh no. I think he, if you Google it, uh, you'll find out. I forgot about that. Uh, Brendan, what did you say? He's, he's, I think he's, I think he's stupid. But I don't, <laughs> but I remember that it wasn't that bad though. I was like, okay, this is not enough to cancel him over, but. It's still pretty stupid. He compared Roseanne Barr to kneeling NFL players. No! Oh, that's pretty bad. I didn't know it was that bad. Are you serious? Apparently, yeah. That was the first headline that came up. No yeah. fucking way. Well, I've been saying this for years, but it's finally time to get rid of Brendan Urie. My God, I love you, Alice. <laughs> Your <laughs> hatred of like 2006 era, <laughs> 2005 yeah. era people. Yeah, because that was <laughs> that was when I was in my my real metal phase, which you know I totally am not now. You don't really see a lot of POC metalheads either. <laughs> you don't. It's very rare. Um, oh, okay. So I can name like on one hand the amount of like POC metal musicians. But like, then, you know, POC do influence metal music. Oh, absolutely. Metal would not exist without people of color. 
because exactly. if, you, if you didn't have jazz and blues, you wouldn't have had rock and roll, which led to hard rock, which led to metal. Can I pause for a moment? Yeah. yeah. What's up? Uh, while looking it up, I found an entire Tumblr called Problematic at the Disco, and it's everything. Apparently, there's a lot. No! Ooh. Oh, no. Oh, his music I, helped me get through a hard time in my life. I mean, it doesn't mean that you can't stop liking it. I don't know. That's like, I'm not going to buy his merchandise yeah. or support him anymore. I'm sorry. Yeah. I can't. Yeah. I mean, like, it's it's difficult. And like, I don't see anything like wrong with listening to stuff you already have. Right. It's like if you have it, you know, you're it's the deed is done. You know. That's true. Um. Okay. What was I saying? I forgot. I was about to say something really important, and then I forgot. Oh, we were talking about uh, POC metalheads because despite That's what also a lot of, big, yeah, yeah, despite what a oh. lot of people say, uh. Metal and the goth community are very intertwined. A lot of people like to say that, you know, they're two completely separate hemispheres. No, they're not. But they're not. They're not. There are plenty no, of not. goths that love metal. Oh, that, I'm, I'm Me being one of them. Bullshit. Yeah, me too. <laughs> um, I freaking love symphonic metal. That's what got me. And Ooh. gothic metal is a whole genre. Yeah, right? <laughs> uh, apparently that doesn't exist, I guess. But yeah. it's like... No, no, no. Like, I, oh, gatekeeping in the goth community is so annoying. Mm -hmm. It's so annoying. It's, oh, anyways, but I remember how little representation there was in the metal side of things, too, right? Because mm -hmm. I was like an all spectrum kind of person where I was like, I like all of the kind of like weird, freaky, scary goth, metal, punk, you know, I'm into all of those. Um, communities whereas like i love the band nightwish i don't know mm -hmm. if you guys know nightwish um, yeah but in their music video bye bye beautiful they do a whole thing where it's like they do a gender swap in the music video where like all of the men become women and it shows like women playing music women playing guitars and they had a woman of color as the I think keyboardist and I was like oh my god she looks so cool I was like I want to be like that that was how little <laughs> representation there was these girls were models I believe <laughs> and they were not even in the actual band and I was just like oh my god I love her I don't know who she is but the fact that she exists right in this music video and is like headbanging with her beautiful natural hair. Oh, I mean, if you guys want to watch the music video, you can. Um, but it really, like, me being a little POC goth girl, seeing that, it blew my mind completely. It was like, holy shit. Like, that... That was my Black Panther moment. <laughs> yeah. We, we had to start out somewhere, you know, take what we can get. Exactly. Exactly. I was like, I, oh my God. Yeah. I remember the day I found out that heavy metal is super popular in Latin America. I felt like I was being lied to my whole life. Oh my God. There's, really? Yeah. Chile and Argentina have such 
big heavy metal communities and i'm just like why don't we ever talk about them there's like so many alt people in these countries and so many bands from those countries too and the rest of latin america that's just like uh, let's not talk about them yes no definitely um there's oh my god okay so this will be fun south asian part two I'm going to link you guys a music video that you all should watch. <laughs> but this also blew my mind. And um, so this is in recent years, too. And I am Pakistani, right? My <laughs> parents are from Pakistan. That's what I culturally identify as. And there was this. Um, there was this. My mother has like those Pakistani channels that like play music videos. Mm -hmm. um, and then all of a sudden I start hearing rock music. And I was like, what? what's going on? And then I look up and it's these freaking emo South Asian boys, <laughs> super goth. Oh my God, I'm linking it to you guys. You guys have like Please a, a Oh my god, you guys have to watch this. Yes, give us homework. <laughs> yes, okay, so I'm putting this in the chat for you guys to take a look. I got it right here. Thank you. And I watched the music video. Saw that the girl was like, I guess this was like, this is like, the best way to describe it is like, this is the Pakistani Helena. <laughs> 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 so, and I was older too. This is a relatively new music video. And I'm sitting there, my eyes like literally falling out of my head, my mouth wide open because I'd never seen anything like that before, ever. And I'm like, holy shit, we have weird goths and weird emos in Pakistani music? What? Like, I've never seen this before. And this is like a remake of an older song um, from like the 19... 60s and the lyrics to the song are really dark like even for like a half a 1960s song it's like basically the chorus is um i saw you and i died like seeing you and like being rejected by your love made me want to kill myself and you know it was like it was the lyrics were pretty goth <laughs> <laughs> but it was like you know and this is like a really big song in Pakistani culture. And then this music video came out and it was having a lot of airplay. And it was like a complete mind blowing moment for me because I'd never seen something like that. And I was like, oh my God, God's Pakistanis. Oh my God, I love this. Yeah. So I just, I was like, I want to be like this girl in this music video who looks like her life is falling apart. <laughs> Same, but um. <laughs> Yeah, I feel like that speaks to like what you were saying before, where it feels like you could be a person of color or a goth, but not both. Yes. Without betraying the other. Yes. And it's like when you find out you can be both, it's just like this monumental moment where it's just like, wait, what? I was and being lied to. Outside of American culture, too, in like, because like Pakistan is primarily a, um, you know, there, there's like no white people there. <laughs> it's um, it's a um, homogenous country that is full of brown people of different skin tones. 
-hmm. And I remember I mentioned earlier about skin bleaching and stuff. Like we really vary, we really vary in skin tones. And I do believe that colonialism has to do with it. Mm -hmm. And erasure, 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 sorry, of um, uh, connections to black history too, because a lot of racism is just, to put it straightly, like other minority groups, it's just anti-black as well. Yeah. And I'm, you know, certain that this is also true in South Asian communities as well. Um, you know, that especially in India and Pakistan, there's a lot of anti-blackness there too. And it's like interesting to me where there is this binary in terms of race as well. And I think that binary also exists in terms of like, who can be goth and what is goth really in um, Pakistani culture? Cause like our word for witch is called Jadeel. Mm -hmm. That's how you say witch in Urdu and Hindi. And basically a witch is like super, also super dark skinned, right? Cause she's supposed mm -hmm. to be ugly. Oh. She's supposed to represent, like it's not positive. Yeah. I'm hoping there's to a, reappropriate that word to make it positive. There's a cultural weight to that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I want to reappropriate the word Cheryl and, you know, make it better than what it is. But it's like, you know, it's like ugly, has dark words, dark skin, and looks, you know, like it's, it's racist too. But I think that being witchy is hopefully changing in Pakistan and India. I don't know for sure. I can't speak on that. But when I saw this music video, I was, it gave me hope. <laughs> yes. It gave me hope for like this kind of stuff to be accepted. You know, ah, oh, this music video is so good. Can't wait to check it out. I love it. Like, oh my goodness, goth content from somewhere that isn't the U.S. or England? What? But don't you have to be European to be gone? No, I think I think we talked about that. <laughs> <laughs> That's white culture, darn it. Stop appropriating our culture. <laughs> Your culture is thinking that ketchup is spicy. Like, calm down. <laughs> oh my god, what? Are you serious? Didn't didn't someone say that, Sylvia? You saw I showed you I showed you that vine where it's some lady cooking and she's like, now for something spicy, ketchup. Yeah. These people conquered how much of the world for spices and they think ketchup is spicy? Yeah. Also remember when we got like tacos and I was dying and you and Alice were laughing at me? That was so funny. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, this is just completely out of right field. Nah, it's all good. Go ahead. But, um, what's something, word of advice or a mantra or whatever you would want to give to maybe younger POCs who are getting into uh, the goth culture? Um, so I've experienced this myself. Uh, one of my students last year, I'm not going to name because she's underage, she's really mm -hmm. young. But she is like darker skinned. Um, and I still absolutely adore her. 
and she considers her to be like an e-girl she really came up to me and she said miss minna are you an e-girl and i laughed because <laughs> <laughs> there's such a joke about you girls with older goths and older people <laughs> i was like oh no this child really thinks i'm an e-girl i was like no but then i explained how like back in my day it was called like emo and scene to her but i think for me i think i was a positive influence for her right because like i was a teacher and i set very strict boundaries for younger goth people right when you look up to older people please 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 like do things that you are comfortable with right um because unfortunately there is exploitation in the alternative community i mean how long have we Absolutely. been talking about jeffree star and davi vanity yeah. i made sure of that too like you know when i was i would talk to her about her interests and it was almost like sometimes it was like we were on the same mental level because she really likes a lot of punk rock and goth stuff too but it's like you got to keep a safe distance yeah for the younger person's side of things as an older person i know this because that's my responsibility um you know you got to protect their privacy protect their well-being like you as an older person like in a you are in a position of power right mm -hmm. when you basically for younger people my advice is one when you talk to older goths um don't be afraid to speak about what your boundaries are and what is acceptable and what is not acceptable to you um uh especially because young poc don't have a lot of people they can look up to i am always scared of that happening it's one of my biggest fears like with my students um because things are a lot more accessible than they were back in the day like it was pretty bad in 2005 and 2006 right with like MySpace and all of that stuff um, mm -hmm. because you know social media is part of goth culture and that's you know MySpace was a big tool for that today I think it, uh, we can all agree that that's TikTok nowadays right mm -hmm. and there are a lot of goths on TikTok. Uh, the e-girl whole subculture really is famous because of TikTok. And it's like, yes, these people may seem accessible, but please protect yourself and respect yourself too. That's my advice. Um, and also, you know, you are more than how you look, you know? You, uh, the unfortunate lesson that a lot of young POC learn early on is that there are racists. Um, still to this day, there are racists out there, even in the goth community. Um, like one of the saddest things I saw on social media with Black Lives Matter was a lot of Gen Z not really knowing, especially the white kids, not really knowing how racist their parents were and being genuinely shocked. And it's going to happen to a lot of alternative POC too. Be proud of who you are, um, you know, 
accept your hair, you know, your hair texture, your skin color, because in the goth community, straight hair is valued. Mm-hmm. White skin is valued. And, you know, and that is something that a lot of goth POC constantly learn. Um, but don't let that get to you. There are going to be people out there like you still have like a lot of teenagers that follow um, these big influencers um, that kind of run the alternative alternative community still to this day. You know, Kat Von D, Jeffree Star, um, and like Tim Burton is still really influential. Unfortunately, even J.K. Rowling and you know a lot of goths love Harry Potter too, and a lot of kids love Harry Potter still to this day. And that was surprising to me, what I learned as a teacher. Um, Like some of my students knew more about Harry Potter than I did. And it's like, don't let these people in positions of power get to you, you know, live your best life, be who you are, your authentic self. And, you know, do unto others how you want to be done unto you. Um, don't get down to their level. That's my thing. I know that some POC, you know, don't have any issues doxing people and racists. I don't agree with that. I don't think that should happen. Um, but I, I can't tell you what to do, you know. Do what you feel is comfortable, but be safe about it when standing up for yourself, you know. Um, and protect yourself. That's what I'm, all I'm gonna say is protect yourself, you know? I hope that's a good message, I don't know. No, those <laughs> are very good message. <laughs> yeah, no, it's a great message. Yeah, I think so many people put stock in influencers now, and you know, the fact that celebrities are a lot more accessible is cool but it's also very dangerous because you know they can very easily influence and take advantage of their younger fans so i think that's an important thing to keep in mind is that yep they're human and they're not infallible yeah i just gotta get emotional because like just even being subscribed to chris hansen and seeing all this stuff it's like i had no idea yeah you know and it's like and these women are coming out 10 years later. Mm-hmm. And we're talking about young POC that are getting into this alternative community um, today. And I want to say things changed, but it hasn't. That's the sad thing. It's like it hasn't. Mm-hmm. It's like racism completely, you know, turns into something else. The other thing. I would want to say also to young POC is don't get, don't, I really do want to stress this. I mean, I understand where people are coming from when they stoop to the level of racists and like bullies and stuff like that in the goth POC community. But I promise you nothing will come of that except for more hurt and pain. Mm -hmm. Like, Gen Z and people that are younger are more internet savvy than millennials were, and people that are older that were traditional goths too from the 1980s 
we don't know how to do crap. That's, that's <laughs> like true. compared yeah. to you guys. <laughs> so it's like the temptation will be there. And I'm just like, be wary of protecting yourself, mm-hmm. right? Protect yourself. That that's all I'm gonna say. Protect yourself and just be super hyper vigilant about what you are saying and what you are putting out there. Um, cause you know, even in the goth community, I experienced a lot of like betrayal and I, and from older people, and I don't want a child to go through that again, or someone growing up and interested in goth culture to go through that again. I can't like in good conscience, I can't do that. You know, mm-hmm. if, I hope that is a good wrap-up question. <laughs> uh, do you guys have any more that you want to? Um, I I can't think of any more. That was that was a pretty good one, Sylvia. Thank you. I'm glad you asked that. I'm glad. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Oh my God, I do have a funny story to share. Uh, I drew like a satanic possessed Thomas the Tank Engine, Thomas the Tank Engine for one of my students. Um, can we get Loved a picture it. of that for the episode, please? Oh my god, did I take a picture of it? Let me see. You better have. Oh my god, I don't know if I did. <laughs> I saved like random pictures, but I, but my student has it. I don't okay. keep in contact with them anymore because they're kids, that's, right? That's fair, yeah. <laughs> But um, I didn't, I was like, it was just a funny thing that I made for one of my students. And I was like, I, I don't think they understand the meme reference I was making. Because <laughs> it was like a satanic um, Thomas the Tank Engine with like um, makeup that was inspired by like the film The Crow. <laughs> right. Uh, we, need more, I, we need more teachers like you. I know. <laughs> They loved it though. And it's like, you know, that's like healthy levels of being up. It's not me being like, be creepy, Satanist. And it's just us being silly together and drawing mm-hmm. silly things. Mm-hmm. And I think the train like said, like, ooh, ah, ah, ah. <laughs> I, I don't think the students understood what that meant, but they I, loved it. And I was like, when you're older and get more. You'll understand. Culture, yeah. You will learn. <laughs> you will learn learn that Thomas is down with the sickness. He's down with the sickness. I love my kids. They're so. I I really hope they do great things in the future. I'm so. I am. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. But that's it. That's all I have. Thank you so much for everything. No yeah. Thanks so much for no taking time out of your day to speak with us. Of course. I mean, there's not, I have nothing happening, so. <laughs> All right, you guys, I should probably leave you guys. I mean, I'm just going to eat and go to sleep. <laughs> Same. <laughs> not much happening on my end, but yeah. I have a very busy night of food and animal crossing to attend to. Oh, my God. I want to see what your house looks like. It looks like a disaster. That's what it looks like. No. <laughs> My sister showed me what her house looked like, and I was like, this is the cutest thing ever. Wait, do you, do you have New new Horizons? No. Um, I don't have a Switch. Alright. Right. Have a good night, you guys. You too. Get Thank some rest. You too. Good night. Bye. Bye.